What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Flagrant 2. Yo, we're sorry it's late. We're going to tell you why in a second, but this episode has been brought to you by Morgan & Morgan. You know the uh, asshole army uh, law agency, all right? Making sure you get all the money you deserve. You ever get into an accident, any type of situation like that, they're going to take care of you, and they don't get paid unless you win. So you have absolutely nothing to lose, okay? You get hit by a dump truck, all right, and you need to sue the dump truck company or sue the city or whoever pays for the dump trucks. Morgan and Morgan, maybe there's another Morgan out there, but those motherfuckers are going to get you that money and you will receive it and then you will pay them. You understand me? Zero costs. So you just got to go to for the people, that's F O R, the people.com forward slash flagrant for a free case review. That's right, they're going to review your case for free as well. That's Morgan and Morgan. Um, they support the flagrancy. We're going to support them now. Well, you need to talk show. to them still about the city, though. Yes, the city. Oh yeah, about, about my shit. Now, yeah. um, so let's 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 start the show here. here. Here's the thing: we understand this episode is late. We're sorry. We recorded an episode yesterday. We could not release it. <laughs> yeah, we could not release this episode. Um, it just got too crazy. We were talking about retards playing steal the bacon. <laughs> Akash was fucking a chair doggy style. Um, I bought a car. Akash bought a fucking car. <laughs> Akash bought an $80,000 car. Yeah. So his girl would divorce him before they even got married. <laughs> that was the goal. Okay? Shit got absurd during this fucking episode. We tried to get through an ad read. <laughs> we tried to get through an ad read for 25 minutes. How, how many minutes exactly? No, like 30, 30 minutes straight we tried to get through this ad read. 30 straight minutes we gave it our all. Could not do it. Could not do it. Oh, boy. It was... We, we sat there and we go... Because before the episode, we said, you know what? We're just going to go completely wild, say whatever the fuck we want. And if we have to cut some shit out, we're going to cut some shit out. And Andrew was in a mood. I, I don't I, I don't know if any of us foresaw that when we said, what let's did just I say? I run. ate something. It was something I ate. Fuck, what was it? What did he eat? I said, turkey I ate something. Chili. I ate turkey, turkey chili. chili. <laughs> I ate turkey chili. I ate Eden's family right in front of him. <laughs> okay, minced up. <laughs> to perfection. And I ate that turkey chili, and I knew once I ate that turkey chili, I had a large. Usually, I, I make sure it's a nice, small turkey chili, but I had a large. And I scooped it out of the fucking corners of that bowl, that to-go cup. And I knew after that that it was going to get real silly. <laughs> it was going to get real fucking silly. And boy, did it. Oh, boy. it's It was, we really sat here for an hour after the episode. Yeah. And we said, is there any way we can stop? What can we do? And I think it was the 30 minutes on the ad read that took it over. That's when it was done. But listen, here's the thing. I don't want to get it twisted. We don't really edit shit on this podcast. There's very, 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 very little we have ever said, yo, we should maybe, maybe think about that. Maybe a person's name. Yeah, like a beep a name. Oh, my God. I completely forgot about that. We started talking to this girl that Alex oh, was oh talking God. to. Save that for Patreon, please. This girl has CTE, <laughs> right? Okay, severe CTE. Yo, this girl, talkies. we call her up. She's like, I mean, she's basically saying that you know they had to not talk anymore because she was gonna kill Alex. She in was gonna sleep. junior say out the boy. She was gonna junior say out him. Joe Van Belter, the boy. I don't know who these people are. See, uh, hey, listen. It doesn't matter. They're not alive anyway. They're they're not. Neither of their family members are friends. <laughs> listen, guys. She the point is. Favor, the point is, it got too fucking crazy. 
we said this. We finally came to this conclusion. We said, we'll release the episode, probably the majority of it, as a Patreon episode. Yeah. <laughs> even then, even then, I am concerned. It is. It is wild. Just the ad read. Yo, yo, the Just ad the read. read gets. I don't even know if we can release that. I really, at the, now that I'm thinking about it, yeah, I'm I, don't th- I don't think we should. I'm, I'm getting high thinking about it. Yeah. Yo, I'm, I'm, like, getting, I'm squirming. There might be a Thanksgiving miracle. <laughs> there might be a Thanksgiving miracle for you guys. It is. Oh, fuck. Oh, God. Just uh, whatever. It doesn't matter. Point is, we had to come back in the studio. It's Tuesday morning. Legitimately, less than 12 hours later, we had to be Bro, back in the studio it, to record. We, we agreed. We said we got to get back in here. Ed and waddled up to the studio this morning with his fucking, with the luggage. Or we left the, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Point is, point is, we're here. We're recording. We had to give it to you. We had to give you something. Again, we had to give it to you. It was, it was too much. It, it was too much. It was too much. It was too much. It really was. It was too and much. And we are the last people to say it was too much. This shit. It was too much. It's crazy. We, we, you got to know when it's too crazy. much. Crazy. Like, <laughs> legitimately, what the fuck was going on yesterday? 20-minute retard story. <laughs> it's a 20-minute retard story. Sound effects and everything. Fantastic story. Sound though. effects and everything. Fantastic story. I commend the story. Alex walks out of the episode, and then we, we force him to stay... <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's where I fucked up. No, I know, because if you walked out, the story would have ended. Yeah. But, but the fact that you ended up staying is like, oh, we could stretch this out. Bro, the only other time you left the studio was Franks and Beans. Bro. Oh, yeah. Something about retard story would be getting this guy moving. God uh, bless a retard story. Word. Man. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, point is, uh, we, we had to come back, Bees. We love y'all. Maybe it's and... about how poorly they walked that makes you right, 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 Let's so, we're back. Um, let's start it up. Let's start it up nice and warm. Um, flagrant thought of the week. Um, I had a flagrant thought of the week. Um, Deontay Wilder's never hit his girl. Oh, facts. That's a gentleman. Like, That's when you really gentleman. think about yeah. it, like, like the, say what you want about, like, you know, boxers and football players beating up their girlfriends and stuff like that. We know. Yeah. <laughs> With 100% certainty that Deontay Wall has never hit his girl. Unless a lot of bitches be disappearing around the man. Bro. Like, Bro. if there's a lot of missing people's report, she'd be dead. Yeah, 100%. Like, 100% game over or, like, welts, bruises, something. Or 48. So I go, I go, he's never hit his girl. And then I have this thought where it's like, if he did, she would have no clue. <laughs> like, he hits you with the men in black shit. Yo. Do you know what I mean? Like, he could hit his girl, and then when she wakes up, he could be like, damn, you fell. But it's not. Here's the, <laughs> here's the problem. It's not when she wakes up. It's if. If she wakes up. That's the thing. If she wakes up, he could be like, you got to stop drinking. Like, he could make up whatever scenario that he wants for his girl, and there's no way that she would know otherwise. Son, he got to be the calmest guy on earth. Bro. <laughs> it's like the Incredible Hulk just walking around. There's literally one other human on the planet did is trying to start a fight with him. Yeah, yeah. Just one. One. Tyson Fury. Yeah, that's it. None of the other heavyweights even call him out. Right? They're like, we should do it. It would be a great fight. That's that's a heavyweight's way of going, I'll get knocked out for a million dollars. Right? Tyson Fury is the only guy talking shit to him. 
That's you. Dude, it is, an, it is rare air. I don't even see the MMA guys talking shit. No, that's a good even point. Even the heavyweight MMA guys are like, if I get, I get hit with that no glove, if you get hit with that no glove. Like that fucking mascot? Son, that's how tough Mexicans are, bro. Yo. That motherfucker was back to work the next day. <laughs> bro, that Mexican mascot. First of all, the mascot's already Mexican. You could throw anybody inside it, but you still chose a Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> you put a Haitian in there, put a Jamaican in there. It doesn't really matter who you put in there. But they're like, no, we're going to keep this Times Square. We, <laughs> we employ our own. Son, punches the Mexican mascot in its face, breaks, shatters his jaw. Does anything happen to Deontay Wilder's hand? Nothing. Nothing. He lets out the Bruce Lee, woo, after <laughs> like that shit. Literally kills a man yeah. and then celebrates. Yeah, guys. <laughs> And you know it's Mexican ESPN because everyone watching was like, I'm the lick on! Big Ali! <laughs> so wild. Son! <laughs> Son, my man right here. Son. Oh, this fucking idiot mascot, dude. What but, and, and the guy said punch him in his face. Oh, Yo. my God. Oof. No, man. no, no. This is just too nuts. Too nuts. Anyway, that's my flagrant thought of the week. Akash, flagrant thought. Uh, given the time of year, I think Thanksgiving. Are we? No, don't make it about Thanksgiving. We're going to have a Thanksgiving talk after. Oh, okay. Well, this could lead into it. Maybe. All right, fine. Go, go, go. It proves uh, white people's racism not that bad. Elaborate. I don't know about you. It's my favorite day of the year. You guys love Thanksgiving? Ed, and I know you don't. It's rough for you guys. Sorry. Uh, Alex, you love it? Yeah, I do. I love it. I love Thanksgiving. My whole family gets together, have fun, watch football. I love football. Okay. And I am literally celebrating a day... Do the Redskins ever play on Thanksgiving? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a little much, right? Isn't that a little much? Bruh, and what's worse is they be losing most of the time. First Thanksgiving day I ever I would watched. say that's consistent. <laughs> I would say I would say that the Redskins losing on Thanksgiving Yo, it's crazy. might be the most consistently true thing in American history. You know history. what's crazy is we'll pardon turkeys every year. We won't pardon the Redskins every year on Thanksgiving. Ain't that something? <laughs> Here's a casino, Chief Lightfoot. <laughs> Feet were pretty heavy when we were chasing you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but go oh, on. Light, because they're finally not shackled as we move you from state to state. <laughs> I had a fucking horrible joke that I am not gonna say. Do it! Oh, <laughs> anyway, go on, go on, go on, go on, go on, go on, go on. My go favorite on, day of the year is Thanksgiving, and yeah. I am literally celebrating a day yeah. white people killed an entire race of people that they thought was me. Now, yeah. <laughs> That's no, solid. Like you no. got to be pretty nice at racism at the very least. Yeah. That I don't even give a fuck. Like I'm not giving this up. I'm not sitting out Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, not yeah. sitting out an entire month of pumpkin flavored shit. Yeah. Suck my dick. <laughs> <laughs> fuck that, son. You wildin'. Yo, but here's the thing. <laughs> I'll be judging white people's racism. Here's That's the thing. All right. This is this what annoys me about Thanksgiving. When people go. We're celebrating a day where white people took out an entire race of people. We're not celebrating that. They were dining. So we're celebrating the dining. We're celebrating the day before. It's the calm before the storm. <laughs> and maybe if you knew how to cook a fucking turkey, you wouldn't get take out. <laughs> I think that dinner ain't slap. 
<laughs> I think the Native Americans built up that dinner, and the white people were like, all right, we ain't going to kill these motherfuckers. They come through with the cranberry sauce. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? No, nah, but they put y'all on the corn, though, and y'all be loving some corn. Fam, corn is killing us. That's their <laughs> ultimate payback. That's the long-term payback of Native Americans, yeah. is corn is out here giving just, us diabetes. It's just, out here giving us cancer. Play that shit too slow. That's all they did. They did a slow game. Chief Slowfoot. <laughs> <laughs> Chief Longview. Chief Longview. <laughs> Chief Missington. <laughs> Yo, but for real, why can't we celebrate the Thanksgiving? The Thanksgiving, everybody was on the same side. Oh, these people are fucking losers, man. They're losers. You know how friendless you got to be to sit out Thanksgiving? You got no Son, fucking family, you orphan. That's what it is. You are native. <laughs> <laughs> Hey. That's why they take on a struggle because they know it's like to have nobody left. They're like, I'm trans native. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to my natives, bro. I'll be in Tempe, Arizona soon. I <laughs> know <laughs> that's where you're still at. No, but for real, for real, <laughs> the, 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 the fucking dinner was positive. We all loved the dinner. That's what we're celebrating when we were getting along, where everybody was having fun. Yo, real talk though, that's how I know Minnesota sucks because white people put the Native Americans there as punishment. What? Like, there's a bunch of Native American reservations in Minnesota, Oklahoma. Son, that's where we put it's like Ethiopians those... too. <laughs> <laughs> Son, we be putting the Ethiopians and Somalis, all oh, the yeah, Africans yeah, yeah. would be fucked up. Yeah, you can come in. Just go. <laughs> just go up up north. I told you about joke about that. Nah, is like is Americans uh, put the women in a place where their outfits finally make sense? <laughs> it's like, oh, you want to be covered head to toe? <laughs> we gonna give you some weather where you need to be covered head to toe. <laughs> Enjoy Minnesota. It's actually generous, man. You put them up in Texas, they die. They dead. And it's black, son. Black be absorbing the sun the most. Oh, I thought we were black talking about black. I was like, what? <laughs> no, if you wear black, that's the hottest color. Yeah, you're taking it all in. Yeah. Yeah, they gotta wear white like them Saudis. Yo. Saudis know what's up. Yo. Saudis be looking like some ghosts. <laughs> Don't they be looking like some ghosts? Yeah, they're like <laughs> Casper, but not so friendly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Bro. Yeah. It's not Casper, it's Akbar. <laughs> Akbar, the not so friendly ghost. Can somebody meme that, please? Watch out, Iran, here we go. <laughs> Would you like a little regime change? <laughs> Trump can have some missile. <laughs> Oh my God. Um, anyway, back to these natives, yo. All these people, this is what annoys me. All these people are like, we stole the land of the Native Americans. Give it back. <laughs> Ain't nobody stopping you from giving yeah, it back. True. That's real rap, you, yo. You own some land? Yo. Give it back. <laughs> right? Like, it's that's a premise, easy. yo. That's a so, premise. But isn't it easy? Bro, that's a premise, though. That, that, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Give it back. Right? Hey, hey, Elizabeth Warren, you worried about the Native Americans? Give it back. <laughs> you got some cousins to probably use a house, right? Hey, hey, hey Bernie Sanders. <laughs> Give it back. <laughs> hey, all, all these rich ass politicians, they talk about reparations. Repair. <laughs> Reparate. Ain't nobody stopping you from reparating. <laughs> why we, why does, why you try to make everybody reparate? 
The change starts with you. Yo, be the change you want to see in the world. That's what I was trying to say. Gandhi, yo. Yo, Gandhi said that? I think so. I thought it was Michael Jackson. <laughs> Pretty sure it was Gandhi. <laughs> heal the world. Make it a... Yo, heal the world. I don't know the, I don't know the Make it a better place. Hit it. Hit it, fellas. For you, you and for boys and to sit on my face. <laughs> yeah, was that I, how it goes? I think that was it. Oh, sick. So okay. That shit slaps. Point is, give the land back. Give Just, your land back. If you got lands, give it back. <laughs> right? It's so simple. I have, I own an apartment. You know who's not getting it? <laughs> right? <laughs> Chief have no roof. It's not getting my apartment. <laughs> okay? Nobody getting my apartment unless they buy it. Yo. That's all I'm saying. It's so weird. Like, oh, right? Man. Just give it back. That's a great point, man. Fuck, that's so funny. Maybe I, maybe all right, maybe I. That's start, a bit, dude. All right, fine. I'm gonna start playing with it on stage, but there, there gotta be it's something. It's so good. It's so simple to me. It's so simple. It's so it's simple. So give good. it back. Give it back. <laughs> like if I'm Native American, oh, I'm man. going right to all these these li super liberal cucks that are talking about we need to give the land back. We're like, yo, we here for the land. Can you I have your about? loft, please? Yeah, yeah, we here. That daddy pays for. Hey, thanks. How about dad just gives me the money and I and you go live on his land you did and you give me your land. You that's a good... This land is your land. <laughs> this land is my land. <laughs> it's our land, ain't it? <laughs> is that Michael Jackson? <laughs> Who's that? No, his was never, never land. <laughs> As in, you never, never going home, motherfucker. <laughs> the same. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, we I think we're all in agreement here that these people are going to start tweeting the whole thing about Columbus wasn't even involved in Thanksgiving, right? That was well, Pilgrims. I think he was gone by then. It was Pilgrims. Son. Son, how do you lose a war to a dude in fucking high socks and buckles no, on his was, shoes? Yo, you might have deserved to lose that Son, one. Real talk, bro. Really, like, come you on, be wearing walk around with bibs, yo. Son. You lost to the Quaker guy. The Quakers. <laughs> yo. Son, you lost to Oatmeal Man. Son! What the fuck, yo? Son! What the fuck, How yo? you win a war and you only got oatmeal as nutrition? Yo! Yo, son, Where are you I, getting your energy from? I take your moccasins over his buckle-ass shoes, yo. bro. You know how agile you can be in a moccasin, son? You in and out. Yo. Ain't no bunions on your toes. No <laughs> blisters. Jeremiah's all blistered up. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Yo. You can't be no motherfucker named Ezekiel, a white Ezekiel Son. you couldn't take out. Making bread all day? Yo. You out here light on your feet because you eating that maze. This guy beat you? Son. This guy? Son. One hand holding the Bible. Come on, Fam, bro. Fam, this is, yo. Yo, yo, we might need to have discussion. We might need to have discussion. Everybody talks about white people are colonizers. Why don't we talk about how easy it is to colonize you motherfuckers, bro? <laughs> how about a little pushback? <laughs> ain't nobody pushing back. Literally, ain't nobody pushing back. Like, like literally, white people just oh walk God. around the world and we just, oh and we God. just like Thanos. And there was a point <laughs> in the history where white people were Thanos, son. Oh my God. Like, you know how Thanos snap and then half the people disappear? That's yeah, what yeah. white people did to Native Americans, <laughs> right? It was, it was. <laughs> I'm taking that. That is so good. But think about that. Like nobody says that shit. How completely fucking retarded the rest of the world was that they couldn't push back at all. Nothing. 
Nobody. You're saying there wasn't one spot we went to that we could that we were like, ain't worth it. <laughs> there wasn't one. That is wild. It's yo. crazy. That is wild. Eventually, you probably start believing that like you deserve to. You know what I'm saying? Like, like if what's Usain Bolt? Real talk. If you conquer every country and you start to think you're superior, I get it. I mean, I don't agree with it. I don't agree, but I get it. But you got. I get how you got from thought A to thought B. Son, you think Napoleon Bonaparte didn't start to believe that he was that motherfucker after a while? Yeah. Uh, The Romans. Shit, Muhammad. Muhammad's walk around body and motherfuckers. Of course, he started to realize, yo, I might be that dude. God might be on my side. Facts. I don't want to agree too hard with and Muhammad. Then, and then we start, yo. <laughs> What's weird is I'm cool with the white people shit. And he's like, Muhammad, like, ah, man, chill, yeah. yo. But, but it start, and then we people like, how could these minorities change their religion and go to this other thing? Who don't want to be on the winning team? <laughs> like, like, you out there praying to your God, right? Every day, like, please stop letting them colonize us. And nothing's happening. You start going, I think I'm talking to the wrong guy. <laughs> Talking to the wrong. Let me see what this Jesus guy up to, bro. <laughs> he seemed to be bodying everybody. <laughs> buckle oh, shoes. Yo, son. son, buckle shoes. Your wife got a bonnet. Yo. This bitch just taking out Native Americans one fucking hiccup at a time. Yo, in retrospect, that shit is embarrassing. Son. Son, please. Can, it can came we... on the Mayflower, dog. That gay ass ship took y'all out, bro. That shit is named after a fucking. Uh, botanical? <laughs> Son, stop it. Son, it's shocking, bro. It's shocking that the, the, the y'all had no defense, nothing. The best defense was the Zulu warriors. They just put their face white so that we wouldn't notice. They'd be like, yo, if we paint our, they're like, if we paint our face white, they will think that we are them. <laughs> and then not colonize us. <laughs> All I'm saying is, oh my God. we need to revisit history. We need to revisit history. It's a fantastic bit. There's something. I'm upset at how good it is. And I could never do it, obviously, because I'm not white. Son, you it don't think. so good. You don't think Mansa Musa, when he was bodying everybody in Africa, you don't think that he was like, yo, we are the shit. Like, nobody could fuck with us? Not not nobody? Who, who Mansa Musa? He was like the, the richest, richest guy, guy in the world. world yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, back right? in the day. Yeah. Back in the day. And way, back, yeah. way before white people. Way before. <laughs> <laughs> but that motherfucker owned all of North Africa, right? Yeah. Like, it was insane. You don't think that he was like, yo, this is for me to take. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're going to start believing that. Jeff Bezos, you don't think Jeff Bezos a little bit right now is going, the world's for me to take. 100% he's doing that. That's it. Him and Elon Musk are doing this together. That's it. Just competing. See who's going to take it. Google? Google. Whoever the fuck is Google? Whoever that is. They're taking the shit over and they feel entitled to it because they yo, keep winning. Yo, who owns Google, son? That's the brilliance of Google is they don't be showing their faces like that. Yo. So someone owns Google dead ass, and we don't know who that guy is. Look it up, Ed. Does anybody own Google? Oh, shit. Your the people. CEO is one of Akash. Yeah, for yeah, sure. What's up? We out here. Best CEOs. Y'all make the best CEOs. Real talk, yo. We really do. Mm. And you know what it is? It's the Indians from India that make the best CEOs. This guy was breaking it down for me. That... um. Oh, interesting. That there's something about the caste system. Obviously, I don't know that enough about the caste system. You you know a million times more. But he was like, there's something about the caste system, how it's organized chaos, mm-hmm. right? Everybody lives within their 
cast and you could fluctuate in like value and importance, but you still exist within your cast. So you could be very wealthy, but in a poorer, not a poorer cast, yeah, but the like idea a lower was, cast. The idea was like assembly line, essentially. This was the idea behind it. It's like, look, we all just do what we do. There's no better. There's no worse. It got corrupted, obviously. But the idea is you do this, you do this, I do this. It's an assembly line. And what is the assembly line, right? Like what does assembly line lean into? Efficiency. Efficiency and corporate environments. Oh, yeah. yeah right? So, yeah. hey, I understand my role. But I also understand how to manage the people whose role it is to just clean up the Google. Yeah. The guy who's head of cleaning at Google, he might make four hundred thousand dollars a year. Mm-hmm. He might make a million dollars a year. The yeah, guy who's good at it, yeah, you know. But he's still the cleaner at Google. Right. He's not the engineer. But the CEO, the Indian guy who understands that, understands his importance, mm. understands his value, mm. but also understands that engineers engineers value. And there's so they did some study about how because of this ability to exist within chaos and thrive within chaos. When they enter the business, like the capitalist business space, they have like this huge competitive advantage over people who are just uh, living in America. Because mostly when you live in America, you exist within your financial realm. Yeah. You're not forced to accept that people are poor and that's what they are. Right. We right. have this mentality of, well, everybody will be a millionaire. Yeah. Right. Where in India, it's like, no, some people are going to stay there. Yeah. And th- <clears throat> I think the idea again there wouldn't be like, Oh, this role is less than. Where here you look at that, the role is less than. So yes. if you don't, it's like, no, nah, that's what you do. That's what the fuck it is. If you do it well, you'll get paid, but that's what you do. Yes. Don't try to do other things. And there's just be honor great at in that. that. Yeah. Yeah. Be great at that. Yes. Do that all the time. You'll get great at it and we'll just run better. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, sense. there's an astonishing amount of Indian CEOs. Yeah. In especially in like the tech world. Obviously, maybe you guys gravitate to that, but it's not just tech, right? There's like, it's it's just like this weird number. I, there was some article I was, I was reading about it. It's a lot of there's bank CEOs that I, like, I, I always see just Indian CEOs. When Thrive I, in the position. Yeah. That's not, it's not for everybody. We don't even celebrate it. Like before that, she used to be a big deal. Like people would be like, my brown friends would be like, yo, this guy's CEO at Citibank or whatever. And yep. now I don't even hear it anymore because it's just like, yeah, it's it just keeps happening. And it, it doesn't, does it carry the. It's like the 12th Obama. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, we got another? All right, yeah. cool. Does it carry the same respect as doctor? Or no, still? Having that medical yeah, degree yeah, for whatever no, reason no, Because that's so many millions of dollars in such a company everybody knows, then you that's like rock star shit. Okay. That's like rock star shit. Okay. A doctor is like a, like a rock star, but not like that. That's like... What about like respect within the household? There's not as much honor in the profession. I honor think. is, I guess, what I mean. There's not as much honor in the profession. A but doctor, doctor is healing honor. people. And yeah. like you make money and you're safe and you provide for your family and you provide for the community and yeah. you heal. And like I think that's where a lot of the doctor reverence comes from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I think it's kind of cool. Right? That like it's like America's is super and don't get me wrong, I love America, but our focus is definitely financial gain. Money, right. Right. So when you make <clears throat> a lot of money, we look at you and we're like, great. Yeah. Right? We don't we don't really sit back and like value positions like we should. There was a time where like if you were an airplane pilot, you were a yeah. fucking rock star. Yeah. Right? If you were a maybe if you were like a doctor, if you were one of these people in the community helping out that we put you on a pedestal. And now it's simply strictly financial. Financial. Doesn't matter how you get that money. Yeah. You could sell alcohol to teenagers. You could sell vapes. Yeah. He's the CEO of that company that gives all these kids cancer. Yep. How much is he worth? Fifty million. Oh. Numbers don't lie, that's the thing. Yeah. It it is kind of a shame. Kind of just throws out there. I went to the sumo wrestling thing with my girl. Oh yeah, what was that? We just wanted to do is like sumo sushi. It's like some contrived shit, but they like do like kind of sumo wrestling. It's all choreographed, but they make it look kind of real. Seems like a good date night thing. But yeah, it was a fun little date night shit. And um, but it was interesting the way the guy was talking about it is 
you're like a superstar in in Japan. Yeah. And there's so much respect and like honor for the position. Yeah. And um it's it's just rare in America that we we don't have that anymore that you're not just respected because you are. Yeah. Because you chose a path. It's a great point. It is. What have you done? Yeah. In the path. Yeah. That's why teachers don't get respect. You should. You fucking. But they don't make money. Yeah. And they should make more money, but like, we're just like, oh, you're a teacher? That's rough. <laughs> we feel <laughs> bad. Yeah. I legit feel bad for teachers. I'm like, fuck, man. Kids don't respect you. Nobody gives a shit about you. That's tough. How do you. you no money. How would you upgrade the respect of a teacher? You. The only way you can do it here right now is pay them more. I think, and then we then we would value them. I think if they even if they got paid like eighty five, ninety, hundred thousand a year, which isn't crazy money, but good money, I yeah. think we might look at it then maybe as like, oh, I would like to be a teacher. You make good money and you help people. Yeah, I think maybe teacher yeah, think would be pay them more and make it harder to become one. So just pay them more, but then say, hey, not everybody gets to be a fucking teacher. So yeah. I'm I've been I had a bit about this a long time ago that it wasn't great, so I did, yeah. I just forgot about it. But I really think you should make the highest jobs. Doctor, teacher, and I forget what the other one was, police officer. Mm. And when you pay them more, you make it harder to become one. Yeah. Right. Because more people want to do it. Son, if you pay teachers $100,000 a year and they get the summer off, everybody's going to want to be a fucking yeah. teacher. Yo. And then you'll get the best of the best. And then you get the best teachers. Police officers, we got a lot of dumbass police officers. You pay police officers $200,000 a year, whatever, whatever. A lot of people are going to be like, oh, I'll be a police officer. Mm -hmm. hmm. Maybe if you pay and police officers more. You actually need less because you'll get like the elite Navy SEAL type motherfuckers. Badass dudes, maybe. You know, like they really understand de-escalating situations. Like little Batman. You just have like six Batman per city. Bro, that's what I had. <laughs> right? Yeah. Sick ass belts. Remember the belt? I said if we paid uh, police officers like we paid NBA players, we wouldn't even need... LeBron is Batman. We'd be good. Like, we're... <laughs> what are you going to do? LeBron is a rich guy who could probably yeah. beat the shit out of everybody. Yeah, Big I mean, target, Super though. smart. Big, yeah, target big target for gunshots. He'll have his little. He'll have his little bulletproof shit on. Whatever. His Black Panther shit. Yeah, he can afford all his. Yo, <laughs> yo, that's Black Panther, dog. Dude, keeping everything safe. Real talk, yo. Think about how much money we could save with superheroes. Like superheroes. <laughs> like nobody talks about this. Like, like. Where his brain goes. No, but think about this. No, but think about it. Like everybody goes, Batman saved Gotham. It's like, yeah. Because you didn't have to pay fucking police anymore. And save Gotham millions of dollars. Millions of dollars. <laughs> There's no more crime. You slash that police budget. You slash the fire budget. You slash all the fucking public costs. Nobody's committing crime anymore. It's safe, right? Nobody's getting beat up going to the hospital, right? Now the trains run good, I think. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's just like... I bet they fixed the MDA. I don't know, people, you know, getting in train uh, altercations or something. Everybody's <laughs> everybody's good because they're like, oh, shit. Nobody's breaking into the jewelry stores. Nobody's doing this because Batman's around the corner at any, any point in time. It's like Batman is a rapist for bad guys. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Really wasn't sure what that was going at first. But you know how, like, women are like, oh, my God, I'm so scared to walk around I'm not around going around there. Because there's, uh, there could be a rapist. Uh, yeah. And Batman is a rapist there for could robbers. Be Batman. Batman could be on the. I'm not gonna go there. there I'm could not be walking Batman. down this alley for sure. <laughs> yeah. Batman could pop out of nowhere. So you need that boogeyman. Yo, I would love some superheroes. We just son don't. superheroes save money. Yeah. But you know who hates superheroes? Now I get it. Remember how the cops would always have mad beef with Batman? Oh yeah. 
They'd be like, oh, why is he coming in? Why is this vigilante justice? This guy's taking our jobs. That's, he's the Mexicans. Yeah. <laughs> he's Batman. He's the Mexicans stealing the jobs. Build a wall to keep out Batman. Son, we just need a super Mexican. Oh, Oh, my fuck. God. <laughs> super Mario. <laughs> <laughs> he was Italian. What? <laughs> he was Italian. Ain't no Italian, bro. <laughs> super Mario. <laughs> he was Italian. What? His, his, his brother's name was Luigi. That's the Italian name. I can see where you're going, though, because he, like, he's handy, and he's a little fat, and he got the mustache. That motherfucker <laughs> Mexican, son! <laughs> and that don't not sound Mexican, but his brother's name Luigi. Luigi. That's like a fucking Aztec name, probably. Look at that Mexican, bro. Yo, he, yo, he don't not look Mexican, G. He got the good eyes, though. He goes, it's a me, Mario. <laughs> I guess that is kind of Italian sounding. He is Italian. Yes. <laughs> Fuck, he's Italian. This whole time, I thought he was Mexican. Really? <laughs> yeah, I just thought he was Mexican, bro. I thought that's how he snuck into America, through the fucking plumbing. Luigi looked dumb Italian. Luigi looked like me. <laughs> they, Son, that yeah, is me. Dude, Look at that. They did call you the yellow version of him. No, yeah. they call me Waluigi. Oh, okay. Who? Which one is that? It's, that's oh, me. Yeah, they yeah. say that's you. Son, what is his nose made out of? That's disrespectful. <laughs> dude, Waluigi. Yeah, when you got your stash. So when I had my stash, I was Waluigi, bro. I almost went as that for Halloween, son. I almost went, but I'm too old to even know who that motherfucker is. Yeah, I don't. I didn't know which one. So I guess I in the like the Mario one. series, they went with Wario. That was like the uh, yeah, I remember him. Bizarro version of Mario, and mm. this is Waluigi. Waluigi, uh, got it. So it's like the bad guy version of Luigi. Bizarro it, version it, of Luigi. It, yeah. Are they are they good guys or bad guys? I think they're bad guys. So the, okay. these are like the bad guy version yeah. of Mario and Luigi. Son, Eden, that's you, bro. Exactly. The fuck are we talking about? Damn, son. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, he got that body, though. That's what's up. Lick his abs with your dick. <laughs> <laughs> it's happening again, son. <laughs> we might be getting silly. Yo, son. Yo, son, what was I said? No. No, <laughs> no, no. Now on the episode, remember, it was like, damn, I'm about to get my dick sucked. <laughs> By you, I said this to some. I said this to some. What was it? What was it happening? Uh, we were in an Uber going somewhere. <laughs> but you said it that exact yeah, line. Yeah, I was like, somebody said something, and I was reacting. I was like, damn, I'm about to get my dick sucked by you. <laughs> oh, it's just such a spin. <laughs> uh, anyway, um. So we figured out colonization. We figured out Thanksgiving. We figured out Batman. What else do we need? Figured out Mario. We figured out Mario. Son. Can we think of other uh, games that we played that were definitely me Mexican? Sonic. <laughs> Sonic was fast. Gee, how many fast Mexicans you know? Sonic black, dog. Yo, Sonic Chris was black. Man. Sonic, Sonic yeah. Jamaican, son. With the dreads and shit. <laughs> Yo, he Love had gold. <laughs> Love gold, bro. That ring, Sonic was black this whole has time. Has ill-ass shoes on. Son, he did. He yeah. had some fly-ass fucking Jordans. He, he did have Yo, Sonic too. was black. Jump hella high. Yo, right? Bro, Sonic been black. And his bitch was pretty good, too. 
What? Yeah, that cute bitch. Who is this bitch? Uh, I think not Knuckles, the pink bitch, right there, Eden. I'm not proud of this. So she was alright. Yo, Sonic, okay, had an Asian girl that is black. Think <laughs> about it, bro. Yo, Sonic, man, wow, Sonic was black. What other cartoons do we have? Mm. Oh, so Video game characters, oh. games, yeah. Uh, son, I don't know. Kirby, son. So that's who the first one Eden goes to. <laughs> I mean, you would. <laughs> Look up just popular video game characters. I just don't understand how that thought didn't occur to you. <laughs> Why did you first go to Kirby? <laughs> I don't know. Jesus, Eden, you fuck. Oh, Laura Croft, Tomb Raider? That's a feminist bitch. She get the fuck out of here. I don't need this bitch at Yo. all in my life. <laughs> what a use. What a fucking waste of skills. Tomb like, Raiding. You, know, you you have karate. You know how to use guns. You You could be out there protecting women, but you'd rather fucking Indiana Jones it? Stupid ass. What a fucking dumb bitch. <laughs> right? You fucking twat. Like all the things you could be doing to help women. How are you this feminist icon where you're just searching for, you're just stealing artifacts from other poor people? Oh boy. Right? Laura Croft. Look at them fucking knockers though. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, somebody yeah. said about Elon Musk Tesla truck. They were the PS1 Laura Croft Tomb Raider titties. That's that's our Tesla truck, Akash. Oh, yeah, you write about it. Oh, fuck. Y'all don't know about this yet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, that was the car that Akash bought during the podcast. We all own Teslas in here except Eden. He can't buy one because he doesn't have gang? internet because he's from fucking Nicaragua. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, you know. Um, it's Tesla boys. Yo, we Tesla boys out here. Yeah. Tesla gang, you got to throw it up like that. T-t-t. Tesla gang? gang like Tesla gang. gang? With the lowercase t. Okay. You know, That's big dick, up. little dick. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, okay, let's let's get out of this cartoon uh, wormhole that we're in right here. Should I pay some uh, billetes? Yes, do that. Okay. Oh, while you're looking it up, I had a quick little flagrant Oh, take. son, yes, flagrant um, thought. Um... So I was watching Troy the other day, and, and <laughs> Alex be testing his sexuality Yo, boy, on a son, regular basis. Man. Why? Because Brad Pitt looks son, fine as fuck Brad in that Pitt movie. Be looking good. Son, Yo, I didn't even go son, there. You, you don't want to lick his nipple from underneath. <laughs> I mean, I did think. <laughs> son, you want to you want to come up on it like that and just yeah. lick that titty I like a little think baby? It was kind of crazy how we kept. We didn't include him in the... Um, I said that. I didn't want to use him because I didn't want to be hacky. That's a pretty motherfucker. That guy gorgeous, man. Yeah. But I was just thinking, I was like... You Trojan. my Achilles heel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Before we do the bills, we got to talk about Charlemagne. Oh, yes. Wait, hold up. But finish your flagrant yeah. thought. Nah, it was, was wild. Yeah, I know. He was wild. But it's just a real quick one. Cause, so the Trojan army was a super strong army, and then the uh, Trojan condoms come out. And Is I that was what like, you think the... about fucking Brad Pitt with? Nah, it was like the dumbest name for condoms because the Trojan army, they got penetrated, and then all the little men came out the fucking horse and impregnated the city. That's a good point. I'm like, that's the stupidest name for a fucking condom. Point. Look at this. That you're implying that the condom yo. would break. break. Yeah. But maybe they're thinking, maybe they're thinking that you use Trojan condoms to get inside spaces that don't want you inside. <laughs> so it's like, yo, if you use our condoms, you could get in all the bitches that don't want you in. <laughs> that too. But then and impregnate them? 
Well, that part sucks. Because I think their logo's a horse, too. So no, like, that's crazy. That's the stupidest fucking name that for That is a, a stupid name. It yeah. would imply that they would break. Yeah. Have you ever broken a condom? Uh, you know, <laughs> sure have. <laughs> sure you have. broken a condom yet? You haven't, haven't even used, used a condom, a condom in my life. Yeah. That motherfucker is wow, real. Wow, never. Yeah. Just, I, just I, for shits and giggles? Yeah. I ever told you when I I'm broke probably, a condom the first time? No. And I was like, I was so ignorant to this shit. I was like, damn, this, this thing kicking in. <laughs> it, was, it was it was one of the like fire and ice joints yeah. you know you're supposed to feel multiple yeah. things so I start fucking and then the condom breaks but I think it's the fire and I'm like damn this they made fire this condom feel like pussy <laughs> <laughs> they figured out condoms yeah. nah I remember I was using actually one of those things the ultra Thin ultra joints, thin joints? Yeah. Shit, Yo, that's, that shit that's, Speaking of fire That's playing with fire Ultra uh, thin You gotta go ultra thin bro Nah but the mag- Magnum thins Is the ones to go for Cause those They're thin But they still he, he This guy has his theory on, so stupid He son. has his theory On Magnum's butt They're the same size I 100% size. believe son, that It's the same size They just, really just paying money To impress the guy At the deli They aren't though But cool They're the same size And the girl you pull out the rapper I know Son it feels different It feels different Cause you think that's a wiffle ball bat. That's what that is. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> gang, gang. Gang, gang. <laughs> so they get, you get eight inches of length, four inches of circumference. Now pull up a regular condom. Hold on. Nah, I don't know. So. He pulled up All right, let's see. Let's like, see. Gulp. <laughs> <laughs> But does it give the inches of circumference? Yeah, what's it? There you go. Man, come on. It's in k- k- centimeters. You keep saying, there you go, and none of them say Magnum. Fucking read Where does it say Magnum, you dumb fuck? You need Magnum? That's what we're talking about, son. All right, all right, all right. I'm going to put a stop to this right now and pay some bills. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to try to do it. We are going to try to do it. Oh, Guys. <laughs> we go try. We gonna give it our best. That's what we gonna do. We gonna yeah, give it our best. You want me to just read it? Yo, no, I'll get it. I get All through right. it. I get through it. All right, ready. In the in the league that moves at the speed of social media and helps define the current sports culture, only two voices can keep up. Ledlow and Parker join NBA on TNT's. Kristen Ledlow and Candace Parker in a new <laughs> weekly podcast called Ledlow and Parker. They'll talk the hottest storylines in and around the NBA, break down hoops' impact on the sports landscape, and bring their personal stories and connections into the mix. Ledlow and Parker will also talk to some of the biggest names in and around the NBA, as well as some of the most interesting voices impacting the sports and entertainment world today. In Ledlow and Parker, the listener will be allowed in on the conversations between one of the most plugged-in insiders and one of the most decorated athletes to ever play the game. Tune into Ledlow and Parker. See the game differently. New episodes drop Tuesdays. So listen, subscribe to Ledlow and Parker wherever you get podcasts. And we back, baby. Yo, kill that, kill that, kill that, kill that. Gang, 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 gang. Okay, um, shall we talk about Charlotte? Yeah. Charlotte was wilding, bro. We gotta talk. I gotta talk to Charlotte this week on this one. This was hilarious. <laughs> My man was creating moments, viral moments. So, uh, let's not move on from your meat. Let's talk about your little gray sweatpants. Okay, what, 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 was that all you? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> so, so stop. So Charlotte is interviewing Serge Ibaka, right? 
and he asks him, let's not, it's a Serge's cooking show, or maybe Charlotte's on the cooking show. Hey. And, and he asks, let's not move on from your meat, implying the meat that is, um, that they're cooking. And he goes, let's talk about you in them gray sweatpants, uh, alluding to a picture of Serge Ibaka in some sweatpants where his dick had a big imprint. And Serge tries to kind of like move on, not really acknowledge it. And then Charlotte doubles down and he goes, what does he say? The imprint? Is that all you or was that? Was that all you? Pause. Is that all you? So what I'm shocked by the fact that that Charlemagne is surprised that a seven foot African man <laughs> has a large cock. That seems like the most reasonable thing. Seven foot African man, large cock. Right? Isn't it news if he didn't have a large cock? Yeah. That'd be embarrassing. Like, how big do you think his cock is? I think that that magnum condom fits him like one of those um, uh, jackets that dogs wear. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you can see the belly of it. <laughs> Yo, his condoms fit like belly shirts, real yeah. talk. Like the shit don't crop roll. Tops. Crop top. You got crop top condoms. <laughs> crop top condoms, son. Maybe that's why basketball players get these girls pregnant all the time. They just fall off inside because they're only coming off like they're only coming down halfway. <laughs> Do you think it's possible? It's possible. Holy shit! Yo, when Jr. Smith offered that girl the pipe, he was not lying. Yo. So is that his dang a lang dong ding? That's dong? a pipe, yo. I, I think you can't tell because it's too dark. That was Jr. Smith in the other one, though. Yeah. Dude, Jr. Smith this in the other Serge one Ibaka. has. I mean, that is unbelievable what he is storing in there. I think that was the light. Bro! Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> he said, whoa. <laughs> Son, that is a weapon of deadly force, dude. Yeah, the, My goodness. The thing I was so just disappointed with Charlotte, though. What? Like, he tried to cop, please. What he said? He was like, oh, I'll take the L on this one, but. My my niece, you know, Sim, that girl he always has around him and shit. Yeah. She said, oh, the ladies would really want to know this, so please ask for me. And he's like, oh, I asked because. Like, hey, come I'm on. like, come on. So you can't be copping, please. Uh, All this dick talk got me in bananas. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, this is brilliant from Charlemagne, actually. Yo, Why? it's a viral moment. Get it. Own it. Nah, he knows what he's doing. Not, not just that. When the woke warriors come after you and call you homophobic because you said some shit 12 years ago. Who's asking about cops? Yeah, I was trying to fuck Serge Ibaka on his own show. <laughs> I was trying to at least look at his dick. How I hate gay people. I'm trying to suck off Serge. <laughs> <laughs> Can't none of y'all handle dick like this. <laughs> Yo, my man is getting out ahead of it, man. Son, we Emphasis on that head. FaceTime Serge. Sure Brilliant. <laughs> nah, you should call Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, I didn't miss that part.
I never heard that before. You dated superstars? So let's um, not move on from your meat. Let's talk about you in those gray sweatpants. So I have women out there that want to know. You okay, know what, what, I mean? what is that about? Was that all you? That's a wild question for me to be asking. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Charlotte's See, the realest, bro. Uh, but with, the realest, bro. with context, it's so much better. I didn't know yeah. he said that. Yeah, I thought he just realist. came out of nowhere. Yeah, he's doing it. him dirty, yo. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, dude, that is fucking hilarious. God, J.R. Smith got a fucking unit, huh? <laughs> that motherfucker got a unit. Dude, yeah, with Randy the pylon. Johnson. You got that Randy what? That Randy Johnson, the big unit. Oh, <laughs> shit. As you call it, pitcher back in the day. <laughs> Was it because he had a big gang? I don't know, actually. Didn't Randy Johnson look like um, he had that surgery that people who chew a lot of tobacco have where yeah. they Yo. take a play part of your face? He I just looked, thought he looked, he looked like a meth mouth. He looked, meth, he looked yeah. like an ostrich. Yeah. Like his head started up like too high. Like he's chasing Kevin Hart in a story of his. <laughs> <laughs> Some of man do look heller like an ostrich. Oh, God. Anyway, um, guys, real quick. I want to talk to uh, I want to talk to you about the uh, New York shows that we had this weekend. Akash Singh, thank you so much for being there, being thank a part of it. Me, it's man. been a very long journey um, for me to get here and um, headline these two shows: Town Hall, New York City. We got over three thousand people out uh, on a Friday night, man, and I'm so glad you were there. Mark Gagnon killed it as well. Uh, Alex Media, Ed, in shooting it. Um, it was it was a very important thing Kevin. for me because. Um, thank first of all, thank you guys so much for coming out. Everybody who came out, everybody who spread the word, I appreciate y'all so much, man. And it was um it was it was it was very important for me because I felt like New York comedy, um you know, in a lot of ways, when all the ways it, it made me and it'd been it had been like a reflection of the people here, you know, like the people here in New York being very blunt, you know, straightforward, tell it to your face, unapologetic. And that's what the comedy has always been. That's what the scene has always been. Right. And these are the comics I've always gravitated to, you know, the comics that thrived in New York, you know, the Geraldos, the Patrices, the Bill Burrs, the Attells, you know, all the legends that kind of came up through here. And they were products of this environment. And then the New York comedy scene got very soft. It just got fucking soft. You know, it, it, I felt like I felt like it was chasing success and fame and not funny. And it was pandering. And, you know, it was it was going after claps and not laughs. And this weekend in New York City, we we killed that notion. Right. Because. We basically ended that notion. We ended that really tough, dark time in New York comedy because this was the people saying that we prefer flagrancy. This is the people saying we prefer edgy comedy. This is the people saying that we prefer the comedy that came out of New York, the roots of New York. We prefer what this scene was all about, right? I mean, this had no comedy festival supporting it. It had no television network supporting it. It had no... Um, I don't know what else even, you know, industry supporting it. This was literally just word of mouth, podcasts, social media, all of us building up and building around something that we had grown up loving and finally got to see again. And it's a type of comedy that that I think that is is reptilian in its reaction, right? It's like people, 
you, the reason why the audiences can be so diverse but all get on board with the same cause is because it's hitting us in our core. It's not who we want to be. It's who we are deep down inside. And sometimes we want to act like we aren't that person when we laugh at something we shouldn't, when we find a meme on the internet, something hilarious, but we're like, I can't believe I'm laughing at that. It's because it's hitting you in your core. Mm -hmm. And we've built up these audiences with this kind of reptilian reaction. And for me to do it at home, right, for me to like, have all these people justify what we've known and support what we've known. For me, it's like, okay, this is this is the moment where we shut down that safe space bullshit comedy. That's no longer. That dark time in New York's comedy history is done. And now we are back to the flagrancy. We are back to the roots. We're back to fuck you, suck my dick. We're back to New York. We're back to funny because we think it's funny, not doing whatever is going to get the audience to clap. And I just cannot wait I cannot wait to restore New York as the greatest comedy city in the world because it's always been the greatest comedy city in the world. And we had some fucking dark times, and that's fine. Everything is cyclical. But I promise you, I promise you that we are going to restore it to its, to its greatness. We are building back the empire. The New York comedy comeback begins now. And... Uh, over the next you know few months, I'm going to be introducing you and exposing you to a lot of other great comics that have this spirit in them that are in New York City. And if you like them, you fuck with them, go support their live shows. Go out there, enjoy it, see them at the great clubs that we have in the city. New York Comedy Club, uh, Comedy Cellar, obviously, Stand Up New York, The Strip. I'm going to tell you these guys' names. I'm going to bring them on the podcast. Um, obviously the Akash things, you know, obviously the Mark Gagnons, but there's plenty of other comics in the city that are just absolutely hilarious as well that you guys need to need to see and need to know. And um, the comeback begins, and I promise you, I will restore New York as the greatest comedy city in the world as it has always been, and I'm so excited for the future of it. I mean, seeing that happen in that fucking room, all brought together by the people, all decisions of the people. This is not manifested by a, a multi-million dollar advertising campaign. Nothing. This is manifested by group texts, yeah. one at a time, tagging people on clips, putting things out there in the ether. And what it was was a message for me, why it was so important for me, it was a message to all the New York City comics to go, hey, lean into the flagrancy. There's yeah. opportunity there. Yeah. Lean into the commie that you always loved. Yeah. Lean into the commie that's inside you, right? Because there is a career in it. Everybody went soft and everybody went pander because they thought that was the only way to make it. And I'm trying to show you that that's not. I'm actually trying to show you there's more of a career in this. If you have it in you and it's natural and it's part of you, lean the fuck into it because the people will support it. And if you do it true and there is, I promise you there's justice. People have helped me. You know, the Rogans, the Charlemagnes of the world have put me on and I want to do that for you guys. If you are true to comedy, comics will help you. I, it is, it is the, it, it is, it, what is it called? Uh, a tale as old as time or whatever it is. Comedy's our religion. I'm a religious guy too, so I don't say that to disrespect my own religion, but yep. comedy, God gave me comedy in my yep. mind. That's my other, that's like, that's religious to me. Mm. It's sacred to me. If you hold comedy sacred, I respect you for that. And I, you'll I will, help you. I'll help you with that. I, I, we will work together, whatever. Let's, let's work toward this. Let's, cause we both honor this. Yes. And I said this, uh, on, on, uh, I said this to you already, but I'm gonna say it again. Mm. Um, it there are only a handful of people in, on the earth insane enough with a delusional enough level of confidence 
to think I can take on an entire industry. But for most of them, it's delusional because they don't work that hard. Mm. You're the only person I know hard enough who works hard enough to actually do it. Mm. And it's been really honestly inspiring to watch it happen. I put out YouTube clips because I was like, oh, shit, Andrew, Andrew's doing this. Let's do this. Mm. And it's the ripple effect is happening. You're Not it. just me. Not just me, though. We I hear young can- dude, young explode. Told you this in the car. Young yep. comics call it the Schultz model. Good. It's like, bro, you did that shit. Good. And I was Wrong really fucking proud. And I also mentioned this to you earlier, but watching you run the intro for a show that wasn't a show you were filming to put out. You're not putting this intro out in a clip. I watched this motherfucker show up to the venue four hours early Yeah, to run this intro. No shit at least a hundred times. It is one minute that has nothing to do with jokes. It's the minute before he walks on stage. Mm -hmm. And he treated it with that much care and whatever. And I was like, this is, I feel like, I'm I'm learning right now. Like that's why God put me here and us. Like I, you watch this and you see how. So when you're ready, you take this. Because I was like, oh my special. I envisioned my special. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do some real epic shit. Mm-hmm. It's every show is a special. Every show is the opportunity. I'm listen. I want to bring Showtime back. Proud of you, man. Real Thank talk. You, man. Proud of you. I really as my bring brother. It. Proud of you. I love you. you. I, love you, we, man. We, I saw this guy this. 10, 11 years. We've been working at this and like watching him just fucking do it. It's really inspiring to see. Son, it's for us. It's for all of us. And be inspired and then run with it. And I love that these young comics are inspired and doing it. If I can do that, I think you affect the generations below you. You know, I think that obviously you can affect your friends and your loved ones that are like next to you. The generations above you, they usually resent change. Some people are smart enough and aware enough to acknowledge change and then change with things, and those people are the ones that stay in business. Yeah, adapt or die, they get it. Adapt or die. Some people, very few people above you do it. Your peers, um, some of them, if they don't have an ego, will adapt, and they'll get on board, and they'll show love. The ones with an ego will usually just have resentment or jealousy and... um, that those things are really just placeholders for them not wanting to make changes, them investing so much in one side of the business that just they're pot committed essentially to like their yeah, career, yeah. right? And, um, but I'm okay with that. I don't need to, I, you know, there was probably a time where like I really wanted that validation approval, but no, I, I am so grateful that I can inspire who's below me, the next generation, and my friends around me and lift us all up and then change comedy through that because that's how you really make change. You're not going to change above you. You can change to the sides, but the truest form of change yeah. happens below as it grows in. And that's what happened with us. We got influenced by our elders. We love, if we grew up in this generation, we might like some soft-ass comedy. You're right. But we grew up watching The Rock, realness. Patrice, Burr. Geraldo. Geraldo, Chappelle. Mm-hmm. Like, these are the guys we saw. Mm-hmm. These are, when I was a kid, the first specials I watched were Chris Rock, Eddie Murphy, yeah. Raw. Like, that's the shit. So yeah. that's what influenced us. You're influencing the next generation. Yeah. Um, and I had another thought. I lost it, but it's all good. Don't even, like, Man, this just, it was a dope, dope fucking weekend. It was just a dope weekend, and I'm stoked. And oh, I think yeah. This is yeah. what I was going to say about not needing validation, because we both wanted industry validation. Of course. You got a little bit. I really feel like I got next to nothing, unless right. you vouched. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... When you get the, I'm seeing this, when your clips are getting validation from the people already, the only reason we wanted the industry was to get to the people. Correct. You have proven we don't need the industry to get to the people, and so now you can get validated on your own, and so you look at them like, oh, you guys think you matter. Right. You don't, you're not in the way anymore. You have no power over any of this. If there's if there's one thing that I, I, I hope that I have. It's like looking at a hot girl who in high school who got fat and had kids, and now you're just looking at her like, you still think I, I care? <laughs> yeah. 
And it's like, I'll fuck. Yeah. But <laughs> exactly. it's gonna be on my I'll terms. Fuck, but yeah, yo, that's perfect. <laughs> and then that's and that's the transition that I hope to make, right? It's like the long, long term goal, and I, I rarely talk about these types of things, but is to turn the comedy market and other markets as well um, into a creator-driven marketplace. Mm -hmm. In other words, we have the power, right? And we can do our own things and we live independently. But you know what? We can also work with you in the industry. But guess what? When we work with the industry, it's going to be on, on our, our terms, terms yeah. because we have the control yeah. and we have the power of our own careers because we don't need y'all. Y'all yeah. can't hold anything over us like you used to be able to. Yeah. You can't say to me, well, I'm going to need you to say the joke this way if you want to be on late night. Who the fuck wants to be on late night? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. need me on late yeah. night. Yo, Your late night is going to get one million views. My YouTube channel is going to get four million that week. Yeah. So you need me. Yep. So we're going to do it based on how I want to do it. And yep. that's what I wanted to transition. That's what I want to transition the business. I want comics and creators to have the control to not only do their own shit, right, but also do deals with these networks, but in a way more favorable situation 100%. to us. Yeah. So that that's the ripple effect. That's where we I see us going. Yeah, we don't not need them at all. We can, you can We don't need you, but we'll work with you. Yo, business is business, yeah. baby. Let's do business. Yeah. But we're not going to do any more of these deals where we get bodied. Yeah. That's not, we're not going to be the ones creating because what happens now when you take the middlemen out is all a creator's market and the best creators will thrive. Yeah. Right? The middlemen and the closed circuit thing is, it's similar to like Bollywood in a way. Like there's a bunch of nepotism in Bollywood, yeah, yeah, right? 100%. Or cronyism in Bollywood. Yeah. Nepotism and cronyism mean you basically hire your, your family. kids, Bollywood your family. Is all family, dude. Right. And legacies then, run Bollywood. Legacies, right? And then cronyism is you hire your close friends, essentially. Yeah. But so you're not necessarily getting the best actors. You're right. getting the actors that are part of the family. Yeah. Right? And that was the old Hollywood model, which was, and why motherfuckers were sucking dick to get in movies, because yeah. it was like, well, that's the only way you can get in movies. Yeah. You got to suck dick. Yeah. Simple as that. Like Harvey Weinstein could get all these bitches to suck his dick because they needed to be in movies and that was the only way in. Right. Now, if you're Issa Rae, Issa Rae don't got to suck nobody's dick. Yeah. She made her own YouTube show. That shit popped off and then they came to her. Yep. And she's like, all right, we'll do this. This is going to be my terms. And yep. then this next, now I got a record label, my terms. So it's like, if we put the power in the creatives, right, we can influence the markets in whatever way we want and they have to work for us. Yeah. And that is the best system. If we're working for them, it's trash. Yeah. It's just not going to be as good. I don't know. We're not going to say names. But I don't know if you remember. Can I say one more thing? Yeah. Game of Thrones, last two seasons. Trash, right? Yeah. Who didn't create them? The creator. Simple as that. Stop. Know your role. Like, we need to bring some India back into Hollywood. <laughs> your role is not to create execs. Your role is to do what we tell you. Yeah. And as long as you do what we tell you, we're going to create great work. And the second you start creating, which is not your skill set, the work will suffer. Your skill set is not create; It's organization and execution, right? Get motherfuckers there and on access. time. Access to, access to funds Resources, so that we can get yeah. other things. Like, that is what you're excellent at. Just be a lead at that. Yeah. Let our ideas flow and you fund those ideas. And that perfect, like, connection right there, that connectivity, creates the first five seasons of Game of Thrones. The last two seasons, hmm. that's what happens when you create. Yeah. Simple as that. Simple as that. Shots fired. 
<laughs> I don't know, but you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah. Anyway, so I'm excited. I'm I'm just very excited for this landscape and the new things that that we can have coming on. And, and instead of having like one fucking famous person that's independent, having hundreds and thousands of of comics that are independent enough where they don't need, yeah, and they don't have to do shitty projects that they don't want to do. Like yeah. they don't have to do at midnight. Yeah. That sad show that comics would have to go on. Holy shit, that was so bad. It's just like... What's com- sadder, At Midnight or Comedy Central as an entire entire network? They're both really sad. I mean, it's fucking... It's fucking sad. The whole building is sad. It's just sad. It's like these... And these poor comics are so funny. And then they make you go on... Like, I even watched the show with uh, David Spade. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. just like... Uh, these comics are so much funnier than what they get to be. Yeah. I know them. I see them. They're hilarious. And then they're on the show talking about Kylie Jenner. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> Who cares? Yeah. You don't care. Why like why are you forcing comics to talk about things they don't care about? Just let comics talk about things they do, which is their jokes. Just let them put their jokes out. You know what I'm saying? Like, who gives a if and if they want to talk about Kylie, let them do that joke. Yeah. But stop forcing them to talk about shit no one gives a fuck about. Yeah. I don't know. What do I know, right, guys? Yeah, what do I know about the business, you know? Doesn't matter. Point is, some interesting changes are happening. I'm very excited for the future, and I keep telling you guys we got some good announcements to make, and I promise those announcements will be made at the right at the right time. But, um, Akash, I'm just so stoked you were there for, Dude, for those was, shows, it man. Dope. It was dope. It was the way it meant to be. We started the journey a long time ago. A long time ago. People don't realize how long we've been doing this together. Ten years now? Yeah, at least. Just you and I. Yeah. We've been each doing comedy longer than that, but just you and I at least 10 years ago. Yeah. And to, like, have these moments and create this podcast and, like, do these shows is just fucking And I the whole thing is flipped. When I moved here, it was probably 11 years ago now, it was the beginning of... It was you, There's always been woke or whatever comedy. It yep. used to be called alternate or alternative comedy. Yeah. Alt comedy. Yeah. And when I came here, that was the beginning of somehow that comedy... Becoming mainstream comedy. Correct. It wasn't alternative anymore. Yeah. It was mainstream. Industry decided it was mainstream. People, yeah. I knew. I was from. I grew up in Texas. I knew fucking America. Even though I'm brown, I know America, and I'm like, they don't give a fuck about this, do they? Yeah. yeah. You live here long enough, you're like, I don't know, maybe. Yeah. You but live in a bubble. People live in a bubble now. And views from assists and all that was was the beginning of that. But like, it's showing people, oh, alternative comedy is alternative. The the reptilian funny. The yeah, the lizard brain funny, the funny that comes from your fucking gut and you laugh at. And I'm sorry if it's fucked up. I don't, but I have to. What am I We're gonna not up. be happy? Humans are fucked yeah, up. Yeah, am I gonna not be happy? You yeah. want me to not be happy? Yeah. That's your way of solving things. Is yeah. take away my happiness? Yeah. This is the beginning of the end of that. Yeah. So it's 100%. cool to watch the full cycle. We're going. That's what it is. You yeah. know what I mean? I think there's a reason why we're fucked up, dude. It's like there's a reason why your girlfriend likes you to choke her in bed. <laughs> we're fucked up human beings. Like, like your girl will say, choke me in bed. And that's because somewhere deep down baked into her fucking DNA from millions of years ago, having a strong male that could fucking control her was would provide her with children that would also be strong and they could survive. It is fucked up, the shit that's baked into our DNA. So you think laughing at jokes is fucked up? Look at whatever you do in bed. Is ten times more. <laughs> Slap me! Oh, oh, really? <laughs> oh, really? Our little man, hey, American joke. Don't threaten me with a good time, bitch. <laughs> you talking about slap me? I've been waiting for this. 
All right. What else we got, man? Yo. What happened with Ramsey and Duval? Oh, my God. This was so funny. So, Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey, um, the cornerback for the now L.A. Rams and past quarterback for the um, the very uh, vocal, boisterous, outspoken cornerback for the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, now the L.A. Rams. Um, got his ass torched by Lamar Jackson, of course. Yeah. Um, and five TD passes. This guy's going to be MVP. Oh, dude, Lamar Jackson is unbelievable. It's unreal. Um, not all five were on Jalen, but yeah, he's but... still, I, from what I read, he got torched. I didn't see the game, but from yeah. what I read, he's And he still... gave up two first-round draft picks to stop this kind of shit from happening. Yeah, 100%. That's a big price to pay, and it didn't work. Yeah, and it's not like it's not like they're elite wide receivers on No, I don't Ravens. know that they have any. His tight end is his favorite target, and I don't even know the tight end's name. So... We have a situation where Duval, who's a huge Jacksonville Jaguar uh, fan, goes and um, he says, uh, when people think it, the grass is greener on the other side and then it turns out it's not, and he calls himself like the petty godfather or something to yeah, that yeah. extent. And he's talking about Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey, the outspoken cornerback, who he also had a called tweet said, out. He also had a tweet said, Lamar Jackson throw, throwing all over Ramsey. I mean the Rams. <laughs> so, Lamar, uh, sorry, Jalen Ramsey, who called out literally every single quarterback in the NFL and called them pretty much all trash a yeah. few a yeah, few years yeah, ago yeah. in Rolling Stone or ESPN or something like that, right? Yeah. Who every week calls out his team for sucking the right. Jaguars. Yeah. Who was acting like a crybaby for the last few seasons when the Jaguars weren't good. Um, who will never bite his tongue whatsoever about a. Uh, an opponent, about his own team, about football in general, about what he can do or his ability, unfollows Duval because of the commentary. I mean, If that come isn't on, the yo. most bitch-ass shit. Come on, yo. Unfollowed. Come on, yo. Unfollowed. That's embarrassing, dog. Son, That's what happened to this big tough guy? I'm going to talk that shit. I'm going to do all this. Marcus Peters is a real one. Oh, I don't Peters. think he's a great cornerback. But he's talking that shit to Ramsey. Oh, yeah. He's talking all that fucking shit. Marcus Peters got traded once they traded for Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. They got rid of Marcus Peters. You know Ramsey kept that helmet on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't taking that helmet off. Marcus Peters talking all that shit without the helmet on to a guy wearing a fucking helmet. And Ramsey, the guy w- Yeah, Ramsey said something to Marcus Peters, too, first, because Marcus Peters is hugging a Rams assistant or play. I don't know. Because Marcus Peters used to play on the Rams. Yeah. So they, probably his old D coordinator or something. And then yeah. Jalen Ramsey walks over and says something, and then Peters is not. He He's like, we're not doing this. And then Marcus, and then uh, Jalen Ramsey's fake trying to go back out there. Look at this fake. You are literally a football player. Yeah. He, You get paid to tackle and run through the greatest athletes in the world today. <laughs> and you are being held back by your 50-year-old coach with two arms around you, barely leaning into him. Like, stop it. For a living, you tackle people and get by people and move around people. You know what's funny, though, is this guy, took off, when he got in the locker room, took off his helmet, got on Twitter and unfollowed Duval. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, all I'm saying is some real bitch-assness of Jalen Ramsey coming out, bro. Oh, yeah. There's some real bitch-assness, bro. Oh, yeah. Bichassness. There's that's a that's one word. Bichassness. There's some real bichassness, and maybe it is that these these most vocal guys have the most bichassness in them. 
that and that's sense. why they need to get it out. That makes sense. Because not everybody built for this. No, 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 no. No, I'm not built for it. That's why my shit talk me. Yo, Andrew said something to me recently. He said, you're small enough that before somebody beats your ass, oh, yeah. they'll like give you an extra second to reconsider. <laughs> yeah, to, for you to reconsider yeah. what you said. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, me yeah. to be like, you know what? So Akash, Akash gets in a lot of almost fights because he'll talk shit, but he's so tiny that the guy that is going to beat him up looks at him and he's like, are you sure? And then Akash usually goes, nah, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's usually Joe. That's the story I was telling this story. <laughs> we were barking outside of the Village Lantern like 10 years ago. Right. And then I, this black guy, I tried to get to walk into the show and then he says something and I say something back, but nothing like super shit talky. He just like took it mad personally or something. Mm. And... I was. He had like a Kelly Kapowski shirt on. I was like, you're acting very thuggish with a Kelly Kapowski shirt on or something like that. And uh, he turned around and got in my face and looked me in my eyes. And then we had a little stare down for like two, three seconds. And I looked him dead in his eyes and I go, you got that. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Jalen Ramsey, why couldn't you say you got that? Yo, why couldn't you, you just say you got that? He got it. Yo, there's no bitch assness in a you got that. That's understanding what you got. Yo, I just knew and you my, didn't got it. I knew my role in this. In he this knew one. his role. Oh, There's beauty in that. Son, no bitch son, assness. Son, I looked at him and I real and I looked at my fucking man thick and I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> he ready. <laughs> he ready. He gonna eat me. <laughs> oh, I gotta say real quick. Um, uh, real quick, then we gonna get we'll get back to this. But I just want to shout out real quick. Uh, I want to shout out the Gas Digital Network um, and uh, Skank Fest, um, Luis Gomez, Rachel, um, and and just everybody that's been putting on those those podcasts. Uh, Ralph, Big J, all the people over there, and Skank Fest, which is this amazing festival, which I consider the New York Comedy Festival is Skank Fest. I don't consider the New York Comedy Festival the New York Comedy Festival because it's not at all. It's complete. Uh, horseshit. It's just a bunch of shows, but there's no camaraderie. There's no feeling. Comics aren't really supporting it, right? But they have been holding down New York in its darkest time. They've been flagrant and offensive in New York's comedy's darkest time, and they've really kept the spirit of that New York comedy alive. And without them, I don't know where we would really be. So that's a huge shout out uh, to Christine, Lewis, Rachel, uh, all the Gas Digital guys. They got a bunch of great podcasts over at the Gas Digital Network. So check check them out. But it's uh, their hard work is gonna pay off because we're gonna take it to a, a new level. I'm telling you, this next year we're gonna take new to a new level. The New York comedy comeback begins. All right, boom. What you wanna talk about? Um, Cosby. Yo, Cosby out here wilding, bro. <laughs> Yo, my man said when he has his next parole hearing in like eight years, he will not show any remorse. He doesn't expect to show any remorse. Basically because he's like, I didn't do anything. But that's just wild to say. I don't show any remorse. He calls his jail cell his penthouse. <laughs> I, I mean. Yo, still funny? That's likable, right? Son. That's a great perspective. O.J. Simpson, Bill Cosby. <laughs> Fun. Son, if Bill Cosby's eyes were looking right, he'd get parole, I think. Yo, what if his vision comes back? Son. What if somebody fucked the vision into him? <laughs> You think anybody's made a run at Cosby? Because no. from what I understand about prisoners, yes. they hate rapists. They also probably love Cosby. <laughs> you think he's going through he's old material? He's probably the father they never had. Facts. Yeah. Right? 
But do he you, gone through all. Do you think? Jail. Like he's like these idiots haven't seen my specials, and he'll just do a new just special. Just do it himself, dude. Once a month. This guy's uh, probably got ten hours of jokes. Once a month, he just yo, does a special yo. for everybody. Hundred percent. Oh, his crowd work probably on point, yo. Oh no, nah, he's doing it. Son, think about all the shit he talked about the black people sagging. You think he's sagging in prison right now? Yo, that's where sagging started. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Oh. Or do you think they were like, no, nah, man, you're right. It did start at home. <laughs> 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 I just think I just think he's a uh, a wild motherfucker. He has to do 10 years. No, no, no. His next parole hearing is 10 years from now, I think. Oh, he's going to be locked up forever. Yeah. He's going to die in that thing, man. Ah. It's a miracle he's lived this long. Is it? I mean, in, I didn't think he'd make it past blind, blindness and then prison. Son, have you seen the video? Of him getting walked into the courtroom. Oh, that shit is. <laughs> See, keep going, keep going. And going. He doesn't say anything. Flash, flash, flash. Camera, camera, camera. And then you just hear, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Have you seen this video? Yeah. It's, it's the greatest video of all Let time, son. Play, play, play. When the girl was buck ass naked? Yo, no, no, maybe. Oh, my hey, God. Hey, hey. Oh, my God. No, 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 no. What the fuck, yo? And I just. What about this guy, man? God damn. Hey, yo, you're fine. getting worse at your job, bro. <laughs> Son. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Dun, 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 dun. <sighs> man. Here we go. I'm sending it to you now, Eden. Um, all right. Anything else we want to talk about? Any other sports stories you want to talk about? What else we got? Um, oh, Richard Jefferson and the Knicks. What's going on there? Oh, dude, it was so funny, man. It was so funny. Richard Jefferson said that he would rather retire. He said he would rather retire than play. He was like, that's when I knew it was time to retire when the Knicks reached out to me. <laughs> he said, I would rather call games for the Nets yeah. than play for the Knicks. He was trashing. Now, this is how stupid the Knicks are. Disrespectful, yeah. Yo, he disrespect the fuck out of the Knicks. I don't even know if we can play it because I don't want to get messed up on like uh, Twitter. Yeah, it's on Twitter, but will the sound get caught up on anything else? All right, just play that shit then. Fuck it. Look up that video. Though. Listen. The internet's trash as fuck, so. Him on the mic. First of all, I just want anybody that questions my loyalty to the Nets. I would. Yeah. Uh, fuck this place, dude. This got to be the worst studio, bro. That's so funny. Listen. <laughs> then go through go that. Through that is great. <laughs> Oh man, that's great! I just want people to understand that's what a laughing stock the Knicks are around the league. Now we're getting most, you know, most like Knicks fans and like people are hearing stuff that isn't within the league. But within the league, the Knicks are a complete joke. The whole organization is a joke. Everybody involved is a complete and utter joke, to the point that players only play there if they have to. If they have to, none of these guys that are on the Knicks 
are on the Knicks because they want to be. They're on the Knicks because those are the only teams that were offering them that kind of money. Yeah. What's the bum that we have? The lefty? Son, I don't even know your roster. He was on the Lakers. Son, who cares? Julius Randle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah anybody yeah. want Julius Randle? <laughs> Bobby Portis. Anybody want Bobby Portis? Who they else? Don't really want him. But, I mean, they're not giving them real money. Yeah. They're not giving any of these people real money. So this is how stupid the Knicks are. This story dies in three hours, if you just leave it alone. It dies in three hours. Yeah. Nobody gives a fuck, because it's Richard Jefferson. Nobody gives a fuck about Richard Jefferson. <laughs> right? He looks like a brontosaurus. Nobody gives a fuck about him. Nobody cares about Richard Jefferson and what he has to say. That's done in three hours. The fucking Franks and Beans Knicks released this tweet. For clarification purposes, it is not true that the New York Knicks offered Richard Jefferson a contract in either summer of 2018-2019. Now it's a story. Yeah, you these, look like such losers, these man. These fucking idiots are so insecure that they created a fucking story. They made a story. He made a fucking story. Now we go back and go, well, what are they talking about? Now we look at the tweet. It's like you don't have to respond to everything. That's something I learned from Charlemagne. You don't have to respond to everything. Charlemagne gave Lakeith Stanfield donkey today, right? Because yeah. Lakeith was just acting like an idiot, right? And Lakeith tried to drop a rap and, like, come back at Charlemagne in a rap. And I was like, are we going to go back at this guy? What's the deal? He goes, ain't nobody listening to that. I'm not giving him nothing. He's going to sit in that L. That's great. Because by going back at it, you give buzz to the song. Yeah. And that song was bombing so hard that Lakeith Stanfield was promoting it on Twitter with paid ads and Instagram with paid ads. Ooh, that's sad, dude. Right? I like We're him not in, talking in about Atlanta, too. That's sad to see Lakeith oh, no, he was great. tripping like this. He was great in Atlanta. But we're not talking about like promoting a date, right? Yeah. We're not doing that. We're talking about promoting a diss track. That's crazy. Against one of the most famous people in hip-hop. Usually, if people care about you, that will get listened to. Yeah. So few listens. Do whatever. Point is, Knicks, you fucking retards. You don't <laughs> respond to everything that they say. Steve Mills, you're retarded. What's the other guy? Who, uh, Chris something? Perry? Chris Perry? Mike something Perry? Something Perry. Scott Perry. Scott Perry. You're retarded. Okay? James Dolan, you're retarded. Oh, he's the king of the retards. Fizdale, you're retarded for even taking a job. Yeah. Everybody's retarded on this team. That's it. There's nothing more to say. You're retarded. You're retarded. And if you want to hear more about retards, tune in on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yo, you know how you got to get Dolan Oh, my God. Out. Here we go. Here we go. Okay, here we go. So this is Bill Cosby leaving court. <laughs> oh my god, nobody was calling for it. Son, that shit slapped. Wow. Oh, you know I didn't see that. Yo, that funny is, so is funny, bro. It's so good, no. Funny is funny. You think that's what he would say when he walk in the room and then passed out women? <laughs> <laughs> How is this not a meme? I don't know. <laughs> Yo, how this is way better than Kawhi's hey, hey, hey. Son, that's how the Knicks uh, front office walks into every meeting. They say, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it's too good. Mm. Oh, fuck. Oh, we're, we're at like mm. So. <sighs> Fantastic. Anyway. That is that. 
God. Patrick Beverly said he'd be the best drug dealer. Yo, Patrick Beverly, a real ass motherfucker. He said I would be the best drug dealer ever. <laughs> How? How can you prove that? Yeah. First of all, you way too loud. <laughs> and excitable to be a good drug dealer. The great drug dealers, we don't even know who the fuck they are. We don't know what they look like. Stringer Bell. Stringer Bell, right? Quiet. Quiet. You won't be on the corner like, ain't nobody else can sell drugs. You, know I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you be talking too much shit and you end up in jail. He would be locked up so goddamn fast after Patrick Beverly. I feel like he would, dog. Yeah, how are you going to make I don't even, did he give you any reasoning? I don't know. I just saw that one line. I thought it was good. Yeah, you texted me that line. That was great, but I thought there was like a story behind it. It's just him. There probably saying... is. <laughs> there, there really probably is a story behind it, but oh, I didn't. Oh boy, I didn't look into it. Uh, I respect it in the least. I thought at one time I could be the, the best drug yeah. dealer. Yeah. What was your goal with it? How are you going to become the best drug dealer? Oh, I didn't have a plan at all. I just was like, <laughs> you're oh, like, I could do this. This <laughs> seems like it will work. Yeah, like, I could do There's this. There's a future in this. Yeah. <laughs> How do you become the best drug dealer? I mean, I guess you, you need to get as close to the source of the drugs as you can. Like, I, I thought I was just going to write everything on paper and then show the person and then burn the paper after. So it's like, oh, you can't ever trace me because I don't carry a cell phone and shit like that. <laughs> I'm sorry, that sounds crazy. That's I insane. Mean, How are people going to track you down with paper? No, no, no. I would burn the paper right after. After they read the message. So I don't speak out loud and I never communicate on the phone. So I would be untraceable. So your 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 just genius like, way of becoming the next you just cartel send out boss, orders and shit. Right, was to 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 have fucking carrier pigeons deliver your messages. Like I said, guys, it wasn't that thought out. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that thought out. At a certain point in time, you need to scale up. That's the thing. How do you scale up? Let's think about it right now. How can we yeah. become the best drug dealers? You just write on paper. I'm gonna fucking murder you and show them. Ah, <laughs> you know. Why would you write it? Because you never know when they're recording. You never know. Why when wouldn't you, you, you just murder them like that? Yeah, but now you got to send a threat, they and then they pictures. do what you want. Yeah, no, no threats. You don't threat. You just you don't you threaten. You just do act, a little no. Michael Corleone just acted in yeah. The Godfather. That's the thing about threatening is uh, it shows your pussy. You just do. Anytime you threaten and don't do, you send a message that you're not willing to do. No, you but you do. you give them like a what's it called? Like, you got to scare him. It'd be like, yo, if you don't do this, then you know what's going to happen to you. Well, you got to at least beat the shit out of him once. I'm watching and Top Boy. And the next Boy. time they kill him. I'm watching, I'm, I'm on the last season, the most recent season. Yeah, fire. Jamie and Duchesne sit down, and Duchesne has his girl, and then Duchesne lets his girl go. I'm like, oh, you lost. You lost, huh? Mm. That's it. Have you finished it yet? No, I haven't finished it. But I, I just finished that episode, and it's like, oh, that, was a, that seems like a big fuck up. Yeah. I want to I wanna start this new show, Snowfall. Well, it's not new, but people have been turn? saying, yeah, people have yeah, been saying yeah. that's pretty good. It's so tough, man, because there's a lot of great shows that are on TV now, probably, that nobody will watch in history because they're on TV. Hmm. Snowfall might be one of those shows. But I think eventually everything's going to hit a streaming service. And then we'll, and we'll then recapture it. Yeah. But here's the problem. They might get canceled before we could fall in love. No, but a lot of people started watching Breaking Bad after it was done. Nah. Or like it was about to finish. We got ten million at the finale. I caught on after season four, so right. Uh, yeah, I saw yeah. all of season five live, and I then I told a bunch of people about it. Yeah, and then it so got bigger they, and bigger. They timed that perfect, so they yeah. put all the seasons on streaming services right before their last season. Right. So, yeah. Well, two last two seasons. I think yeah. the last two probably last two because yeah, I remember you and your ex were were both big fans, big. and I was like. Yeah. Right, I'll give it a chance, man. Whatever. I kept hearing Breaking Bad, Breaking Bad, Breaking Bad, and I was like, all right, whatever. Let's see. 
and it just got better and better every fucking. And here, but here's the thing: what if they cancel Breaking Bad before this shit ever hit the streaming? Mm. So we just got three seasons. We we're like, yeah, and it didn't do fuck? great ratings at first. It yeah. was whack at first. Streaming saved it. So that's what I'm saying. There might be shows that never hit a, a Netflix on streaming because now Netflix is just putting their own shit. They're like, I don't, I'm not trying to blow up Snowfall, and then I don't have. Yeah. I don't have any whatever with it. I know it's on FX, I believe. I think honestly, a better move might be just keep getting let other people make great shows. Mm-hmm. You put it on your shit. People, I'll keep subscribing, mm. and then whatever, I'll catch that show when the new season comes out. Yeah, yeah. I need to watch this Mandalorian shit. Fire. Alex says it's whack. Ed says it's hot. So I've seen it. It's mad predictable. Like it's visually beautiful, but the storyline is trash. It's just mad predictable. Like you, you can see everything that's about to happen. I've never seen Eddie get sensitive before. Because I don't think he watched it. <laughs> no, I did. It's corny. You, but you like corny shit. Be like, nah, you like, nah. you like Frozen too, dog. You want to watch Frozen too? Yeah, you want to watch Frozen. How the fuck you have a Frozen two? I never even saw Frozen one. You I never saw Frozen one. I thought them bitches froze. Son, the Son. song alone makes makes you want to see that shit. Let it go. Let it go. I don't know it. That's what Cosby was singing these days. <laughs> <laughs> Let your consciousness slowly go. <laughs> Let it go. Let it go. No. No, the Frozen one. You never saw it? Nah, bro. Bro, the, the point of that whole uh, movie is that um, nobody likes redheads. <laughs> the star of the movie isn't the blonde bitch. It's the frozen bitch, right? No, the frozen no. bitch is the blonde bitch. And all these kids dress up as her for Halloween. They do, like, everybody wants to. She's the evil one. She's a cunt. Why is she the evil one, Because she's a cunt. She has these frozen powers. Wait, are you sure about this? Son, I'm it's, telling yeah. you. But and she, they don't even make that bitch the fucking, look, the redhead to the left. She's, she's the star. She's the star, though. Like, she's not even the front page of Frozen 2. Which one is Elsa? Which what? one is Elsa? Son. So what happens with Elsa? Elsa is a cunt. She has superpowers, right? Yeah. As she turns into like uh, like her, what is it called? Adolescence? Puberty? Puberty, I guess. She starts to be able to freeze shit. You know, a bitch yeah. angry with cold hands. <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, need a blanket ass bitch. Uh, yeah, right? Give this bitch a blanket. And the movie. I keep telling them, damn vegan, son. son real talk. <laughs> real talk. So she goes... So she goes up to a mountain to be by herself so she don't freeze the whole town up or some shit. Yeah. She just upset. That seems nice. That's a nice thing to do. That's a generous thing to do. I don't even know if I'm telling this right. Point is, her sister loves her and her sister goes to save her. Her sister's a redhead, so nobody likes her. Meaning the kids that watch the movie, the kids are watching the movie are seeing the evil sister who is killing everybody and freezing everybody and making the town horrible and they're going, I want to be that for Halloween because she doesn't have red hair. Because she got the special powers. Special powers to be a cunt. <laughs> She's I, a cunt. I want the special powers <laughs> over the non-special ass bitch. A cunt She's a super fucking cunt. A I've raging cunt. I hated her in the movie. I thought she sucked. You finished it? It's good to see that, that two shit. of us saw it. You see? Yeah. You had me out on that ledge like I'm the only motherfucker who watched that shit. Sandy. I mean, I it, watched it. You know details like you see that shit yesterday. I don't even Son. remember this movie. You be spending too much time on TikTok to be watching these little kid movies. Son, <laughs> why do you think I got to see these movies? <laughs> you got to relate to them. Yeah. <laughs> we have to have something to talk about. <laughs>
Son, that would be a nice skill for a molester to do is to learn how to relate oh, to you. Man. Jesus. <laughs> Come on, son. I'm just saying at least you can have a good conversation oh, beforehand. Gosh, let it go. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so now they got motherfucking Frozen 2 coming out where they demoted the redhead bitch to her natural position, which is side chick, not main chick. Yeah. And they brought Frozen out front, which is what the people always wanted in the first place. Nah, the redhead just needs a few tats so she can step her shit up. Oh, so she can be poorly. Yeah, because you know how them redheaded bitches, they usually pale and they- If like, they get tats. Tats, oh, takes them to another Colorful level. tats, yep. too. Yeah. <laughs> you know. got such specific white girl taste, Son. <laughs> Son. Son, he's creating yeah, a white bitch on like it's Madden in his head. <laughs> <laughs> create a bitch? I was out here creating bitches. <laughs> yeah, man. So how do you make a second one of I don't know. We're we about to see right now. It's better than fucking Mandalorian. It set all kinds of box office records, apparently. What? Frozen 2. See? Wait a minute. It's out already? I think yeah. it's out. Yo, I think I read that. Fred, it's nah, it's box not office out yet. Yes, it is. You seen it? I think it did. It. If you went to the numbers. movie theater to see that, then you're a fucking weirdo, bro. No. Nah. Yeah. Oh, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it did huge numbers. Anyway. What else we got, man, before we wrap this up? Kanye got an opera. Uh, the Lakers keep winning. Mason Rudolph might have said the N-word. The oh, yeah. Let's brother. talk about that. You really think Mason nope. Rudolph? Nope. Even, like, woke black football fans I follow on Twitter are like, nah. Because there's no reason you're going to let a guy hold you back if he actually said that and you're a black dude and a quarterback called you that on the field. Or that your teammates would continue to support you at all. They'd be like, yo, kill this motherfucker. Who cares? Son, all the times you've been tackled by a black guy... <laughs> And it never came out. And it takes one time he, uh, motherfucker rips your helmet off for you to say that word. You know how many N-words? If you didn't like black people, you know how many N-words you would fucking say the first time that you got blindsided? Son, yeah. Like, you'd be saying the N-word nonstop if you didn't like black people. It's black people tackling your ass. Every, you got sacked how many times that game? You waved to that? And you would just punch him in the face. You wouldn't bother with the helmet ripping off. You just beat the shit out of this guy. Nothing's stopping you. It's bullshit. You know you don't want your suspension, so you jump into that same shit. And you shit. think Marquise Pouncey gonna have his back? Man, get out of here. Marquise Pouncey? Yo, <laughs> come on, son. Stop it. Just tear nah, suspension. Dude. Nah, that's, that's corny shit, but it's an easy go-to. It's like... If I claim racism, then I don't look like a bad guy. Even though I don't get the suspension, it justifies the action to the people. And, you know, even though I will have the suspension, it, it it saves my character and justifies the action to the people because you can do anything you want after someone says the N-word, which yeah. I think is, is absurd. The idea that we give this one word so much power that it can justify any behavior that comes after it. I mean... Say again? I mean... Uh... But isn't it absurd? <laughs> like catch your ass whooping, but that's about it. But, like, even then, like... It's 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 just like absurd that we empower this word. It just holds down black people. Like that's what I understand. Like by lifting this word up, you're just hurting you. No, no. So I agree with you there, but it is cool to have the crutch every time you want to beat a motherfucker up. You can't just like pull that card. Of course, that's like a great, like I I. Yeah. I? No. No. I understand what <laughs> yeah. you're saying, but like, wouldn't you rather not have that power over you? Like, oh, what do you yeah. think? I don't let the word affect me that much. You don't, but like. Yeah. I mean, we want to talk about like white, you know what white supremacists love? That they have a button they can push at any point in time that you have to fight them if they say it. New pair of Jordans, walk right out full locker, someone calls you N-word, you got to fuck the Jordans up. 
<laughs> they have so much control of you. We might you gave them a button. <laughs> and you know what's crazy? <laughs> they invented the button. Yeah. Have you ever been called anywhere like that? Like the straight up ER? Uh, no, actually, I don't believe so. Yo, think... the best way to react to N-word is like, when, when someone goes like that, you go, you think I'd let you affect me? Yo, that's uh. how I feel. Yeah, like, just start laughing. Wait, you th- oh, wait a minute. You thought that I was going to let you have some power over me? <laughs> You're adorable. You're adorable. What is that, that act out in Eddie Murphy? When uh, the black guy is talking to the Italian after he calls him, oh, yeah. oh little white man, yeah, you yeah. must have just seen Rocky, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like I, you, you are so adorable to think I would let you have any power. You think you're gonna let me risk yeah. my freedom? You gonna decide that? Oh, yeah. I think the only time I reacted bad to racism was probably the Sweden situation, uh-huh. and it was just the way he said "pussy." He's like. Pussy, like <laughs> <laughs> shit got under it, man, my pussy. skin, son. He said it, pussy, bro. He, he said it. He said it away, like nah, son. Um, you want to talk about Luca? I know that was some. You said he stole the Giannis era. Oh, that I mean it's an interesting question. Van posted on on Twitter, but I thought it was interesting. Is Luca gonna steal the Giannis era? As LeBron goes away, Giannis was gonna take over and then run the league. And Luca is better than Giannis, in my opinion. In terms of he's more well-rounded, he's a better passer. He's a, I think he's a more dynamic. He's scorer. a better offensive player for sure. Giannis defensively can be such a fucking force. Fair enough, he's a force. But will Luca, at bare minimum, he takes a little shine away from yeah. the Giannis era? Yeah. There is a world where he's only twenty years old. It's the Luca era, not the Giannis era. Yeah. And we start looking at John at Giannis kind of like we looked at um, Dominique Wilkins. An athletic freak, very exciting to watch, but can't get over the hump. If he doesn't learn to shoot, that's a problem in the playoffs. That will that will most likely keep you from winning championships. Luca won't have that problem. No, you can won't. you can work around a weak defender. The yes. Warriors did it with Steph. Yes. You can build around that. You cannot build around just play eight feet off of him. You can't. That's all you gotta do. It affects the game too much. Yeah. So that's a thing. And I think he will because he's willing to shoot and he seems like he's got good form. I think his shot will get better. Right. But if it doesn't, it might be the Luka era. And it's also crazy that he's a fucking on my basketball team that I root for. Like it's, I mean, you're very lucky. Yeah. You're incredible. Dirk lucky. was great, but like Dirk wasn't. You didn't watch Dirk and like jump out of your fucking seat and like. There, well, was, this one is, playoff seri- there was one playoff series where I did. The, Not because it was so uh, exhilarating the moves. But when he w- literally put the Mavs on his back, oh, and won that championship, and won that championship, fucking believable. I have, there are few, exp- like there are few playoff experiences that I've seen that are like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. one man. I'm really lucky to have seen, seen that too, and that's why I didn't complain when the Mavs are bad. I'm like, yeah, they're bad, you whatever. Got it. But I know yeah. if you get to see a championship for your favorite team and you're old enough to understand what it means, it's do not you enjoy that, and that's it. Gratitude. I saw the Cowboys my first, my second year watching football. They won the Super Bowl, then they won it again, then they won it again. So I was like, oh, this is just what the Cowboys are. Yeah, you're spoiled. I didn't get that. it. Yeah, I was eight yeah, years yeah, old, yeah, whatever yeah, the fuck, yeah, nine, yeah. ten. Yeah. If I if they get one now, um, I'm gonna still root for him and whatever, but I'm not gonna act like I deserve another. Yeah. I'm so fucking lucky. I'm good. Yeah. Mavs, I'm good. And then to get Luca is crazy. Yeah. To have an exciting like the league wants to see this guy. Yeah. On your team is crazy. Yeah. And you're gonna get tons more games. 
Yeah. That you can see. So I can finally watch him because I could never watch him before. That's right. You'd probably get two games a year that will be like nationally televised or something like that. Son, I might split league pass with Kaz just so I can watch him sometimes. Yeah. Like more often. If I don't have shows or whatever. It's crazy. But yeah, this could be his. I didn't. I thought he'd be good. I didn't think he'd be this good. It's 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 being able to shoot. Yeah. Everybody thought he wasn't going to be able to shoot. So I so when I listen to Dallas radio, they say there are still like some really bad misses. This one guy that seems to know a good amount about basketball said he kind of reminds me of a younger LeBron in that like he has a better shot, Way but better. sometimes LeBron would just put up these bricks and he'd be like Jesus. Right. Luca will still do that, but he's a better shooter than we thought, and he's getting better. <laughs> He's fifty percent from the field, and then he's um, thirty six or something from three or something like that. Like take that, thirty six from the three with contested stepbacks. Yeah, you will take. We're not talking about you're wide open in the That's corner true. like you fucking bums, right? <laughs> like we're talking about you're shooting off the dribble. Yep, thirty five percent. Thirty five percent from three, fifty percent field goal, eighty percent from the line, and it the EFG, which I think is effective field goal percentage, yeah, meaning. If you remove the shots that are like end of the shot, I think it's remove okay. the shots, end okay, of the shot clock. It. I think it's like, what is his true field goal percentage? Can you go up to 20? Or can you go down a little bit, Ed? Right there. Where is it? I just want to see what he was last year, three-point percentage. Oh, he went 30, he was 33% and then 35%. So, yeah, he got better. I mean, dude, this kid is the truth, man. Giannis better watch out. And Giannis will put in the work. The question is, there are certain people that are just not built to shoot well. Ben Simmons is not built to shoot well. Right. Doesn't matter how much work you put in. Like Giannis probably can put all the work in, but his body might not be built and constructed in a way that is going to give him touch. He might not be a great shooter. He could be okay. But he could be if he can get good enough that you got to guard him, then it's a problem. That's all he has to be serviceable. Yeah, get to like the Charles Oakley range. Yeah. Where, you know, Oakley could hit his little 15-foot jumper, 18-foot jumper. The problem with Giannis is you want the ball in his hand to affect the game. And will Giannis be able to shoot off the dribble? Can he do what LeBron did is what you're what I want to know. I don't think that so. If he does if he can shoot like LeBron developed his shot. I don't think so. Because I think LeBron always had flow to his shot. Giannis has a hiccup. You notice like yeah, he pulls bit. and he stops and then he shoots. A little bit, yeah. LeBron was never a great shooter until recently he's really kind of developed some touch, but he had flow. He doesn't have the best form. His elbow's all out, but there's flow. Hmm. And if you look at Luca, there's flow. Yeah. Jonas is there's the hitch. Yeah. And when you have a hitch, it's very hard. You look at Steph, it is flow. Perfect flow. All the great shooters flow. If Giannis doesn't handle that hitch, I don't know what to tell you, man. I don't know what to tell you. It could it could be bad news. I would love to see him do it. But I would also love for Luka to be the best player in the league, so whatever. We'll see. Um, but, yo, we should talk about some dates coming up, by the way. Yes. Uh, uh, make sure make sure you'll come out. We're going to be in Seattle, Neptune Theater. First show sold out. A few tickets left for the second show. Um, then we're going to Salt Lake City. First show sold out. A few tickets left for the second show. Then I'm going to be in L.A. Um, Shadow Band show with... Tony Hinchcliffe, Andrew Santino, Tim Dillon, Comedy Store, one night, one show only. Go check that out. Um, then I'm going up to where are we go Vancouver. We got a pop up show on the 12th. That's sold out. We have the 13th at the Vogue Theater. That's sold out. Thank y'all so much for coming out, Vancouver. We didn't realize it was such a big market. We thought doing that massive theater 
was going to be enough, but shit, I guess we need more. Um, we got Edmonton the night after. Come check us out in Edmonton. We also just added Minneapolis to the tour. We got New Orleans on the tour. We got, um, I think, oh, we added a show in Philly. My bad. We got Philly coming up. We added a show in Philly uh, that Sunday because the Philly shows are selling out. Just go to theandrewshows.com. Check out all the shows. I'm coming to your city. Akash, what you got, baby? Uh, yo, Big Daisy Energy Tour going international December yeah. 20th and 21st. We are at the Habitat Comedy Club in Mumbai. Then when we get back January 9th, we're at Hilarities in Cleveland. January 14th. Stress Factory, New Brunswick, New Jersey. Schultz probably going to come through. Either way, brown people got to come through. It's fucking Jersey. This is our second India. Uh, 15th, January 15th, we're at Helium Comedy Club in Philly. The we tor- is you and... Me and Donna should probably come through. Okay. We're we'll, going to see, but I'm going to be there for sure. One twenty eight, January 28th, I'm at Tacoma Comedy Club in Tacoma, Washington. January 29th, Punchline in Sacramento, California. February 6th, I'm at Zany's in Nashville, Tennessee. And then February 8th, this date just added the Laughing Skull Comedy Club in Atlanta. All dates, all tickets will be available on my Congrats website. Congrats on the Laughing Skull, man. That, Thank you, dog. Like a, a, Thank an you. amazing club. I'm excited. Apparently, I've never played it, but it's, it's like this really cool... Have you played it? No. Yeah. No. But it's like... It's just like a really cool and very well-run club and very respected club in Atlanta. It's, I'm excited to do yeah. it. Um, we're, I think they're gonna have to. We're gonna have to do a 5 p.m. show to kind of prove we can move tickets. So buy these tickets, fellas. Let Yo, them know what time it is. Go get them tickets, rock it, and then the next time you yep. out there selling out the whole thing. But yep. it's a uh, Atlanta's an interesting place. Um, I did a club down there. It was one of my worst experiences in stand-up comedy. Uh, the club is actually shaped really well and really nice. It's the punchline. Okay. And um, it looks like a perfect comedy club, and it's amazing. It just happens to be part of a diner. In the back of a diner. That's why I was told don't do skull if you can over punchline. Yeah. Um, and But once you're in the club, it looks like a fucking amazing comedy club. Mm-hmm. They just don't create any, like separation from the diner entrance like i would have the people come in the back entrance so you don't even know it's part of the diner yeah but they were serving pancakes (laughs) during life with itis yo son during my show this was one of the low times in my comedy career (laughs) during my show a woman in the front row turns around and yells to the waiter can i have some syrup (laughs) (laughs) oh man I was like, bro, I need to step things up. I need to do something. Because this is not the look right here. My name was on a a billboard outside with a breakfast special. So it was <laughs> Andrew Schultz will be appearing. Two eggs scrambled Yo, with fucking home fries and bacon. Was I was like, <laughs> things need to change. Things need to fucking change oh, out here. Man. And um so yeah, the Laughing Skull is uh, is apparently it's from everything I've heard. It's just a really cool club. So go check out Akash in that club, man. Excited. To do um, it. and then I'll be there with you on the fourteenth um, in where New Brunswick in New Brunswick, Express New Jersey. Factory. I'm coming out as long as I'm in the city, and we're not anywhere. What day is it? January fourteenth. Well, you know what day of the week it is? It's a Wednesday or Wednesday. Wednesday. Ed's right. gonna be filming. Ed is filming. Yeah. Okay, we out there. We're doing it. I'm in. I'm popping in. I'm doing a few minutes if if uh, Akash Hell will yeah. let me. Hell yeah. All right? So pull want. up to that show. Go get tickets to that show. We're going to keep it flagrant. Assholes, get your asses out there. All right? Uh, keep it tight. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. And for those of you that are uh, <laughs> are going to be there with us for the Patreon episode, buckle, buckle the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs>